I'd like to welcome everybody to a festive Tuesday night in the sweatiest basement of Kensington, Maryland. Once again, celebrating life, celebrating the meaning of the season, celebrating a lot of things that are good in this world. And I got the right guys here to help us get through that. Kevin Ricca. Ho, ho, ho. That's right. Tim Strachan's here. I, I get to see him introduce that with a Christmas tree right over his, his left shoulder. That's right. That's right. Well, that's, that's year-round, but it just happens to be timely just now. makes it more special for me. We got Pete Schwetti, Matt, the Real Deal Seal. Tis the season, boys. Good evening. And a special uh, guest appearance by young Joseph Marangolo. Hello, sirs. Hello, sirs. Hello, sir. So, this is After the Whistle. This is where we cover our favorite television show known as Washington Redskins Football. Season 83, episode 14? Yes, 14. It was a shitty episode. And as a result of that, I would like to focus on maybe not just that game. Uh, I think now's a great opportunity to underline and focus on some things that are really awesome. Uh, you can get all the other stuff every single other place on the entire planet right now with regard to the Washington Redskins. I'm pretty sure. Right, Kay? You're going to need two ears. You're going to need two ears. And, and, and you're good. Yeah, you got all that. Smothering. At 7-6-1, and one, no one would argue with you if you said, hey, that sounds about right with regard to, to, to this Washington Redskins team. I mean, that's, it tells the tale. It tells an accurate tale. That's kind of where I've always felt like they were going to be with the possibility to get in the playoffs, which they still have, if you want to look at the positive. I think they're, they have a bet, you know, better than even chance to make the playoffs. I've been saying nine wins get you in for a long time. That's you know you'd rather c- control your destiny, which we don't do right now. So they're they're scrapping. I I think back to not to I always talk about like the distant past as a Redskins fan, but just to keeping it more in line with you know this era, this 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 kind of briefer time frame um, since Shanahan, where you know the beginning of the season was just so terrible on an annual basis. And if we were ever going to make the playoffs in the past, it was had to have been on the strength of a really amazing, near impossible kind of finish where you have to rattle off four or five or five out of six or seven in a row, um, which is what we did in 2012. So I feel like the season's been a treat in the sense that I'm not driving home from a game against the Carolina Panthers where we're, we, go th- we go to three and six and Mike Shanahan's talking about it being evaluation mode. This was back in 2012. Um, we didn't get that this season. We've really always been right on the edge. And, and, and to be fair to this team and to this season, we've generally been on the inside of the bubble from, from a playoff standpoint for, for the most part. Uh, so I'm not trying to, to, to put a pound of lipstick on this hog t- today and tonight. You're one of the finest turd polishers. You want to Thank so you. Bad. In all Thank of you. Kensington. Um, but I am too. Yeah. I'll tell you, the tailgate was great yesterday, guys. It really was. <laughs> it was a great tailgate. I, I tip my hat to Maddie Kuhn, who's definitely going to be listening. Um, hopefully Lance, my, 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 the Bounton brothers, Kurt. Um, I'm always forgetting somebody. But at the end of the day, it was a great crowd. I think we felt pretty good about our changes of winning, as great. everyone did. And that's the feeling that I want to focus on, if we could, just for a second. We we have felt good about this team. What what do you got there? 
Ken, I was going to say in your defense, in my defense. Uh, when you left you. yesterday, we were still 7-5-1. and one. Uh, to, I was extremely impressed that you finally left the game early and, and just gave up on that train wreck because all these years you have stayed to the bitter end. Bitter end. These absolute just demolitions. I mean, it's it's crazy yep. that, that you have done that. And it's yeah. also crazy that I heard that you didn't. So your drive home was Once. still 7-5-1, and one, which but, is fantastic. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to blame it on anything else but that milkshake. You know, after a day of boozing in the freezing cold, that milkshake brought your ass to the yard. That uh, was... That's, that's, I'm not just... You know? I, don't, I, I, I will defend the call for the, to go with the milkshake um, in the second quarter at the game yesterday. I needed some cheer and, and some comfort and love in my life, and... It, they ser- they serve it in milkshake form at Johnny Rockets uh, in the concession stand. So uh, what I didn't factor in was that my milkshake would freeze faster than I could drink it. Not want a milkshake. And uh, and people looked at me like I wasn't. Uh, you know, when, even when I said, "Are you guys making milkshakes?" She was like, "Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You know, the machine's on." Uh, let me see. Let me let me see. No no one's really asked me that question in three hours. You were hours. digging for that inner child hope, huh? It was great. It was a good milkshake. Where were you guys the last time you drank all afternoon and then had a milkshake? I want to say either Tasty Diner or some form of diner, because that's usually a night ender, and that's what I'm going with. You wouldn't have done that to the Redskins. That was Johnny Rocket's fault. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm in a uh, as a Redskins, you know, as a guy who sits in the stadium at Redskins games. I'm in a show me homie mode until they you know start proving on a regular basis. That you know they they you know that I need to be there until the fourth quarter of all these games. I mean that's a two hour difference in getting home. That that's I mean that's that's two hours in my car. Uh, for those guys, no, sorry, I, I've given it. I've given my two hours uh, drive home on many a day because for for years and years, years. Monday now, nights are tough. I had to see the last out. You know what I'm saying? I had to see the final whistle. Yeah. It had to be real, especially in quote unquote. You know, season-ending games. Like I've been to a lot of games where, at the conclusion of that game, our season was either mathematically or realistically or or logically over. And was that a season-ending game last night? Absolutely not. Definitely not. Not a season-ending game. Um, I still think the New York Giants game is going to be meaningful. Uh, I think if we win that game, we should expect to hopefully just for us be in the playoffs. But but again, it's really I, meaningful because they have to win it. We they do. Have any yeah. They might not. That's part of the that's part of the positivity I'm going with here. Not the. We need wins. You know what? One win. One win guarantees us the second winning season. I love it. I love it. I love that I can say that. Come on, Redskins, beat the freaking Bears. By the way, if anyone's not, if anyone hasn't been paying attention, the Bears could beat us on Christmas Eve. But let's not focus on that either. Um, I, I'll uh, back to you know kind of the positivity and the uh, you know the reason for the season. How's anyone else gonna be positive if you're losing it over here? I'm all right. I'm hanging all right. there. All right. I'm okay. We're, we're looking to you. You're the beacon of positivity, and, and and there's a there's there's someone on the other shoulder right now talking to that microphone. Well, the realistic aspect of this whole thing is is um, since when have you been realistic? Well. <laughs> Let's just but, throw it out there on the poker table. Yes, the real, but, I'm, but the realistic <laughs> aspect of our chances, our offense is good enough to overcome our defense in this league. Uh, and they, and first of all, they just flat out didn't um, against the uh, you know against the other guys last night. And and our defense isn't that good. Isn't good enough. It's not just not good enough. And so if the offense doesn't do it's it, not. the defense isn't going to do it. Um, 
the holes are just the obvious. Can match up with various offenses better than an offense that we faced yeah. last Look, night. Some people yeah. will argue you still should be able to win a game if you hold the other team to under twenty four points. Oh yeah, that, hey. and you, and to give our you want to talk about turd sandwich? That was the offense last night. I right, mean, it just was so ineffective. From I'm, right I'm, from the I'm not ready to call them turd sandwiches after fourteen. No, weeks last night. I mean, I'm just saying right. last night. But yeah, last night was an absolute gigantic whopper yeah. of a turd sandwich. Yeah. I think what you're looking at is an opportunity for this organization to fill a couple holes in the, in, with the draft and free agency in one because we are at the point where we haven't been in a lot of seasons. We're at the point where we're not one player away, but we, we might be one offseason away from adequately filling some, some incredible holes because I think we're going to get a couple starters out of the draft, maybe one or two in free agency. I think if you want to look at it in terms of building blocks, I was never really all that sold. This was definitely going to be a playoff team. Uh, I think, but good enough I was, to be in the I was mix. considered the negative one amongst the three of us, even from the before the season started. And I, I agree with you guys. We are what we are right now. Our, our you know, the, the the record speaks for itself. They still have a chance to get into playoffs. If they don't get into the playoffs, am I going to be like, oh, here we go again? No, I still think that the entire organization is moving in the right direction. Uh, I think next year's the year where you need to be a lock to be in the playoffs. If you really want to see these, this, this, this thing start to show the, the, the results. I that think next year's imperative. I think year three imperative. is fair. Yeah, I, I think, think next year's imperative that they are in the driver's expectations seat. expectations that a lot of this town has had last year and this year. I think it's free next year to have They still may sneak in. And they still may sneak in. Without projecting, you know, who, if anybody different, would be coaching our defense or anything along those lines at all, I would just suggest that we should – we have an opportunity to bring the kind of talent in. If, if McLuhan, our boy McLovin, decides that defense gets the attention uh, and, and, and dedicates, you know, two of his top three draft picks. Uh, keep in mind, we have an extra fourth rounder also, that. which I agree with. And I, and I also think, uh, you know, it was a great – thing on TV they had last night that's, that said, uh, you know, kind of how our money is spent, you know, 80-plus million on offense and, and less than 50 million on defense. And so to me, when you think about framing up decisions like Deshaun Jackson, obviously you would love to have a Deshaun Jackson on your team. But we're not going to get any discount for keeping Kirk Cousins around, and we know he's, he's staying. So to me, that's $10 million of Deshaun Jackson offense, offense money that gets – Shifted over to the defense in this offseason, in a in a otherwise pretty thin free agent class. There's no gems. Kirk Cousins would be the hottest thing on the market if he hit the ground at any point during free agency. He'd be the number one free agent in, in the NFL. Um, so and we're and we're gonna we're gonna pay for that. Mm-hmm. But there's gonna be guys. There's gonna be a whole tier of free agents that are gonna be first of all upgrades over what we have. And second of all, better fits for our, the style of football we want to play on defense. I agree. No, that's where it's, that's what's got to happen. Uh, and, and you know, look, I have nothing against Joe Barry personally. He's gone. I, I think there's there's no doubt about it. And he and he's gone only if you can find someone out there who is, uh, you know, the professional that can come in and, and, and teach professionals. Because right now, when I hear our boy Smoot, you know, on the radio earlier today, just saying, you know. The scheme doesn't make any sense. You can tell it's, it's, it's vanilla. It's just 
there's something wrong there. They're not getting coached. They may not be all that great, but they're not getting coached. Well, hold on now. Conversely, Fred Smoot also said to us, he used to tell Marty Schottenheimer what drills to run in practice. Well, <laughs> still. <laughs> but, I mean, let's just keep this I, I in take perspective. His, I, I, take, I take his word for it's what it is, order. though. I mean, it, it's, it's a, a professional talking you know, about something he sees professionally. You know, I'm not. Those aren't my words. I'm just saying. I got to go off of a guy who actually. Right. No, was I know there. exactly whose words they are. You know? That's what I'm exactly. I, I know, but still, it, I just think he's gone. You know, and, and, and they're going to bring in somebody who's a proven guy. You know, to to take the next step. It's certainly, happen. certainly something. The holes that we had. That should be a positive. The holes in our defense. Really nothing are, against the guy personally. No, they're so they're they're very easily taken advantage of by our opponents. Um, if there's once that once. The coach puts their, his finger on it, which happens early in a lot of our games. I mean, that's that's what that's the Greg Olson effect. That's I mean, look look at what what we've done this season to to, to guys. True. Now walk into those defensive meetings and say, okay, how are we going to hide our safeties and our inside backers? How are we going to hide our safeties and our inside yeah. backers in pass coverage? How are we going to hide our safeties yeah, and our inside backers? That's four dudes to hide. Yeah. right in the middle of the field. Look, this yeah. guy better be a, a freaking chess mass genius. I mean, he's got to be a wizard. Yeah, part of uh, a huge part of the problem is talent. My lip got caught because I was getting so angry. A huge part because this guy doesn't have a chance. A huge part of the problem is talent because when they say you know I don't see any adjustment, well the adjustment is you you find a way to bring more pressure. When you bring more pressure, you're putting you know a lot more onus somewhere else, maybe in the in the defensive backfield. So oh, you mean like Dante Whitner trying to guard Ted Ginn Jr. Correct. So when you don't have those guys, not making an adjustment doesn't mean you're a bad coach. It means Actually, no, if I did that, I'm putting us in an even more precarious situation. So, you know, a lot of it is the talent, but I just think this is a business, and they're going to figure out, you know, a guy that's going to come in here. Well, let me and, ask you, T. And have been more proven. Does Sue Cravens play safety next season? I think that's where he should be. That's honestly, that, that is the most natural position for him. He is not a, a, a guy. You can move him around still, yeah. but I think his main position is going to be at safety. I've He's said like our Trey Turner. Both you guys, right? I've said we can move him around, but I think we need him. Yeah, yeah. Safety, due to what the I, roster looks like. I think so, so too. Well, even 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 without we need all two, the injuries, we need two safeties. We're in the market for two safeties right now. So shit, the way we do it, we need five safeties a year. Yeah. We're down to four or five right now. Yeah, I mean, but we need, we need top a, two. We, we, all right, for the guy who built the Legion of Boom, I know we we got Cravens and we got Fuller, and Fuller's coming off micro fracture, and he'll be way better next year. I do believe after one year of health and experience. What about Breland? But come on. Oh, Breland, I don't know, man. He's on Twitter yelling at everybody. He's, he's yelling. At, he's yelling at John Gruden. I thought he played he pretty good last night. Actually. or something. But but he's he's out of his mind. Yeah, he's he's out of his, his mind. His confidence is shaking. But he, I thought he played decent last night. He slipped on that and he got lucky. But other than that, they didn't beat him up too much. But the last few weeks, he's kind of been exposed. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, you're going to get a lot more balls when Josh Norman's on the other side of the field, I obviously. Mean, but I mean, I, I thought he was going to be better than he was this year. I mean. Uh, he's not as terrible as 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 a lot of guys who have come through at quarterback for us. I mean, we really ever since it was that's the kid I like. Ever he's, since he's not as terrible. Yes, <laughs> I mean, so think about this: we went from Daryl, Dion, and Champ, and then from there, what's you can't compare that to anything. Well, then we mixed in uh, Smoot and Sean Springs. Smoot and Sean Springs, and, and, and oh wait, no, for a couple years. No, we didn't have Antoine. Really? Not when Fred Smooth was here early on. Fred Smooth's the one who sat down here and told us. His rookie year? We, we, we missed out. He was on here twice. Greatest, we missed out on one of the greatest players, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Him and Smooth were teammates. That in was, Minnesota. 
They were teammates in Minnesota. Well, they, you they, are very, very smart. Yeah, yeah. I mistook that whole conversation with him in Winfield. He was talking about how he, and I was like, wow. But he, right. he only because he grouped it with Champ yeah. and Daryl and that right, right, right. same yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't remove that. But, it, but he, but, but between Smoot and Springs, uh, they, they, you know, that was probably the last really great corner duo. I'm thinking. Well, we just need one more because we got we got 1.1 in place. I mean, this guy's going to pick up someone, whoever we got, and get us to that level. But I don't think it's Breland. I don't think we lose him, but I think he's a nickel corner right now on a good team. So that means we got to draft somebody. That probably has to be like our extra fourth, all right? Because we have an extra fourth rounder. I think two of our top three are going to be on defense. One of those fourth rounders is an offense. One of those off. I could see us drafting a tight end also maybe in like the third or the fourth round. We, we, ha- we have Reed locked in, but with his issues, uh, you know, injury issues and, and concussion issues, if you have a chance to get an athletic tight and end. If he, and if he keeps stealing people <laughs> in the red I mean, zone. I, I, you yeah. don't steal anyone in the red zone, dude. It took me immediately back to Maplewood football and yeah. having Kenny Laverne when, you know, when he was talking. He's like, what are you going to – what does that do, hitting a guy in a face mask? Like – all you gotta yeah. do is hurt yourself. Like it was just such like, yeah, you're right. Or in I the mean, parking lot in high school, and everyone was slapping. You learn that when you're eight. <laughs> Why would you hit yeah. somebody with? Like, a, what's with this guy doing? Like, I mean, what does that do? <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, it was partly comical and partly like, just get, you're an idiot. He was frustrated by a lot, not just his own injuries, but just the ineffective play of the offensive line. Of yeah, Kirk but Cousins, of Rob Kelly. He, uh, that, I think he was. He shouldn't even have been out there. The I was glad. I was he glad. Should not have been Joe, out there. There's the no place. doubt he was not in his right mind. He took that little nippy shot and he went down. Oh. And then he got went down before, and then he went down again. And it, and then there was like a little holding thing. Whatever. When you're on yeah. defense. He lost you see him he do that. You know yeah, exactly what to do. You're gonna stay in the game. All right. I was glad for him to be out of the game. I was like, yeah, no, it was. It was a, should have already. He should have already been out of the game. He probably should have game again. He was not right to play. No, he wasn't. But he, hey, he gets suspended for more games. You think? I don't think so. I don't think so. It was a step back. Throwing a punch. <laughs> we punched them. And then, <laughs> then he squared up on the linebacker like he was coming after him for a second. No, he was coming in for the flag call. Oh man, that was a uh, no. That wasn't fun. Was bizarre. That's when everyone on Twitter's like, same old Redskins, and you're like, all right, I, I know what you're saying, but listen, man, any time ever. In a football game, where your quarterback drops back, gets bumped into, drops the ball at the half yard line, gives them a chance to score a touchdown from the freaking half yard line with a minute gone, you know, in a half where you had the ball and a chance to take the game over. I mean, you're ne- you're never ever ever going to win those games. And I've seen that's that when that's to when us. the heart sinks. Yeah, when that's yeah, when you're like, Ugh. that's when you just know. That's when you just know. It's Samari Ew. roll. Samari roll. The Tennessee Titans like, going back against us. You know, on an interception for it's Pete Kendall fumbling the ball. You know, picking it up and trying to run like a running back and fumbling it when they go back the other way. Um, you know, the, the, this has been our experience. This was our experience last night. Um, but it but it does not define. Uh, this team, as a team, a part of the NFL, do you have the option to decline playing on Monday night? Ooh, I can't Ooh. imagine that. That's you just get dictated the schedule. Dictated is exactly what we get on Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> we get completely dictated. We're the hottest ticket. 
People just uh, people are every we're like people's homecoming. I don't want to stop I, it. I don't want to ever see positive. them on, on a Monday night again. I know we're right. I know we're right about this. I know I don't either. Sunday night. Sunday, I was like, it's, it I makes it was a Sunday suck. Thing. It makes Sunday suck. Uh, First, no, I've heard about a bunch of different curses. Entire there's, day. A, there's a Rao John situation going on on Monday night. You get that one? Oh. <laughs> that was like, oh. yeah, digging gold yeah, digging. I he gonna, I think he's gonna stab his brain. Jesus, God, <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, with, like what they did to the. The slimiest basement. When they mummified him. Basement, because yeah. God, what were we talking about? My mouth is watering. You did. I. You got derailed. I did. By the way, I did. You totally got derailed. Like, I mean, I'm just picturing Vernon Davis coming across formation to pick up an outside rush on the on the inch line. I'm not giving our offense crap. Look, at the end of the day, if you if you want to tie a bow on this thing, because it's it's you know the holidays are coming up, they're still in it. Still in it. Each game, the next game still counts. You know, as long as the next game still counts, there's really not a whole lot to be, you know, bitching about. You know, they got a lot of things to fix. Are they they not going to make the playoffs? Who cares? At this point, the next game counts, and that's all you have to go with. Oh, drink some eggnog. Have some fun. What's your favorite kind of eggnog tea? I actually have never had it. What? No, I'm afraid. It it sounds curdled. No kind of eggnog? I've never actually. My wife loves it. She she buys it every year, and I will not drink it. I don't know why. I've never done it. Well, I agree with T. Once again, getting back to the drinking all day and then having a milkshake situation, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's like a science project in seventh grade for my body. You just add one drop of appetizing. something, and then Vesuvius oh, yeah. occurs. Eggnog. Yeah. Oh, let me have a late night eggnog. Mm-hmm. Not a lot it's of, not not a lot of good things start or end with nog. Nope. I'm going to no, bring you creamy liquor. Eggnog. Is bad liquor. I'll bring you special eggnog. I have a family friend Ew. that makes their own. Recipe, it's got about six or seven different liquors in it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I bought a bottle of Evan Williams eggnog last year, and at first I tried to drink it wrong with not with no ice out of like a hard plastic cup. It was just terrible. It was like drinking medicine. But in a rocks glass with a little ice, some Evan Williams eggnog is, is fantastic. It puts you right where you need to be. It's gross, man. I think about Rocky Balboa yeah, in the kitchen you. chugging raw eggs yeah. out of a glass. And then adding nog to it. That describes me make it any better. to a T. The, the addition of nog does what not is, help. What is nog? I'm good. I'm, I have I'm, no idea, but know? that's what we're drinking. Nog. Yeah. It's gross, dude. Can you just have the nog and just leave the egg out I of it? I don't know if anyone's just had nog. I'm I, not sure well, nog I've had consists, I've had some nog before, and let me tell you something about nog. It will tear your shit up. Yeah. So add eggs to that. Is nog fermented? It's gross. No, thank you. Yeah. No, listen to it. You don't drink something that says eggnog. You want no. some of that? You say no so. right away. You, don't, no, you certainly you. don't mix it with alcohol. I'll drink anything, man. I've never, ever had eggnog. <laughs> had, I put it to my lips, and it was like pancake batter yep. and, and the nutmeg of it all. I don't, you, like I don't think I ever will. Kevin, well, unless you, you have my eggnog French toast. I'm sorry? Kevin, you give good Baked nog, the, if I recall. Baked oh, the food? I, I, yeah, sure. I, oh, I get, oh, yeah. It's been on the stove. It was your birthday, and a gift was customary. It's been cooked. I picked out nog for you, Joe. It's. I heard 2016 is the year of nog. Something along those lines. The year of the nog? Not of the nog. Oh. There's no the nog. It's just nog, dude. Listen, we've we've talked long enough about nog. Can we just have one podcast without talking about nog? That's what, that's, so. where, that's my dream for this show. I'm totally anti nog. Oh, you want New Year's resolution? Hey, young Joseph would like to pose a question. So this kind of gets back to what everyone was speaking about earlier. Yes. And uh, when I think about the defense and I think about the talent. Discrepancy that uh, 
with the rest of the league. Speak up. How many, how many actual starters do you think are on this defense? How many, how many starters, NFL starters, are on this defense? Because I, I, I believe the number is quite low. When we talk about bringing in free agents, what we need, who we need to draft, what we need to, to work on uh, for that unit, I, I think there's holes everywhere. And, and, and I'll, I'd like to hear your opinion on how many actual NFL legitimate starters we have on this team because I think it's surprisingly well, low. I'm going with a Theismann on this. I'm going to give you Joe Theismann as my answer. I think we have seven. seven. One and a half legs? I, I think we have seven. On defense right now? Able. Okay, hold on. Hold on. So you have seven. How many do you have? A six. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's more general. I'm not. I wasn't going through like specific names, but I'm, I'm going to take one I of those. I can see where you can get seven. I was going to say five. But yeah, I, no, I can get to seven pretty easily. You can get to seven. I think. I but think they're not. They're, they're not. I mean, the yeah, not, worst not seven all pros starting in the in, in the no. NFL type. Not of, seven all pros. No, not seven s- NFL starters. Yeah, seven NFL starters. starters. I think yeah. we have four kind of. You know, I think you can still upgrade two ish. All right, so you can still upgrade. You can still upgrade even next season at 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 a couple of those. Well, we're all saying Preston Smith, sure. no doubt. Preston we're all Smith. saying Josh Norman. That's two. We're all saying Chris Baker. Yes. Yep. And we're all saying Ryan Kerrigan. Sure. So yep. that's four. Four defensive starters. Those are four I, easy ones. I believe that we are all saying Sua Cravens. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's five defensive starters. And I also believe we are all saying Bashad Breland. He's going to start in this NFL. Yeah, I think he will, multiple, too. Multiple, multiple teams. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I I'm just telling you, he's a starter. He's That's a starter six. in this league. I'm not That's saying six. he's... I think I, Trent Murphy I, can start for a lot of Trent NFL Trent Murphy's teams. my seventh. Trent Murphy's my seventh. Because Trent Murphy's the guy you have to have. You have to have a guy like Trent Murphy. He plays special teams. He starts on your defense. He can rush now, the passer. He, he's not a starter. He's, not. Oh, he, well, he's had a hell of a year. I'm trust not, me, I'm man. Not, I'm not saying he's Right a, now, he's more of a starter than Preston Smith. you got to have guys like him That's on your team. interesting, because Preston Smith is... Man. I'm going to also say this to you. At, at, I don't at, think he's at, had at, that great of a year. Only because of the position... At the inside linebacker spot, you can have a Mason Foster or a Martrell Spate. I just don't think you can have both. No, you need some. But I better. think you can have one of those guys. I do. I mean, and Trent, I think that's a spot of that's a spot we can kind of trim payroll. It's a spot we don't have to overpay. We can plug a guy in. That's just. A, I want to put some of Spate's like tenacity and, and and personality in a different body, in some respects. But I think the all, guy plays hard. I think he wants to bring it. I think he, he gives the effort. I just don't know if he has the ability. Well, he doesn't have the experience, so I'm with so you. So he got he got he got he got out leveraged, especially on that swing pass, which killed it at the end of the game. You yeah. know, we're talk- stuff like that. We're talking know? about a guy who we hope is a as a backup for the correct. most part. Correct, correct. You know. But he, right now, he's our starter. That's correct. And you know what? He's only done it two weekends. Yeah, forever coming off an injury. This is a guy that could stick around and be a backup, special teams, and plug in at starter. But. Let's not judge that. That was a great play call. It was a great it execution was. design. And I don't think the initial part was his fault. The ending when he stumbled around and then like did like a somersault and fell. That was that yep. that hurt. Yeah. That hurt. That hurt a little. Well unfortunately that happened a lot last night. Yeah, to Redskins. Trent Murphy is is also kind of like your Lorenzo Alexander, if you're lucky, because he's he's gonna make plays on special teams. Um and he's actually performed better as a linebacker as you know, getting to the passer and you know in that regard for us, although he's been obviously when healthy getting to the passer this season in general. Um, he has. He's had some big moments. But but, but, but 
I think that's seven, Joe. I think seven, but I also, and I've said, I think we absolutely have to have four defensive starters in the in the draft in the free agent, you know, uh, pickup. I, I think a lot of fans would, would argue the Preston Smith. You don't think probably so? Probably the Trent Murphy, Trent Murphy pick. I think, though, uh, I think that you're right. At least four, um, you know, wholesale changes. Obviously, the two safeties, the two uh, middle linebackers, you know, would also be... Uh, somewhere we need to upgrade, and I think that I think that having someone that can get to the quarterback on a consistent basis, because right now, uh, obviously Kerrigan is a starter. Obviously Kerrigan is legitimate, but right now we don't have anyone that consistently every play out hustles. Yeah, the we, we line. say it, brother. We don't have a werewolf pass I mean, rusher. We've all off hoped the edge. that Gillette would be that guy. Yes, he we could did. just stay in one. That was piece. a huge, huge every preseason. Loss he turns into that car at the forever. end of the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Damn it. But also, the other thing I'm going to say to you, not trying to be negative, is when we say seven starters, I think to be where we want to get to, you need 12, 13 of those guys. I, yeah. don't, I don't think it's just the 11 you throw out but there. But even the seven we have, I mean, many of them still need to be upgraded. But, but you, you can always upgrade. Every team has guys that they would love yeah, to be able to upgrade. Eight or nine if we bring someone in. But, but your job as number. a coaching staff is to upgrade your, those guys. Upgrade. You, sure. know, you have to have guys, you have to bring yeah. in guys who you can upgrade. Um, you know, on a coaching basis. But the other thing is, it's actually doable for us to take those seven guys and add four and have a strong, you know, squad of 11. Now, obviously, you want to hope for the, these other guys that are playing for us right now and starting roles can improve. Come along. The Kendall Fullers of the world. And be come along. And be solid second-line guys. That, that next guy, yes. That's experience. That Murphy has been that guy. He did not have a very good rookie season. He's been no, coached he up. He's, he's, you know, One he's more year, Trent Murphy yeah. could be very, very yeah. good. Well, and if, yeah. and if Trent Murphy gets a contract, if he gets a contract from somebody, we're probably not going to be able to pay Trent Murphy to stay no. here. If, he, if someone wants to, you know, outbid us, you know, crazily for a guy like him, which could could happen. Although, again, I, I've I've continued to argue that this is a great off season to spend our money in house. Um, I think the beauty of guys like Preston Smith. Can you talk about Preston Smith and um, you know Bashad Breland, Joe, and some of these other guys who might be on the edge for a lot of fans. The thing about the beauty of those guys is you have to allocate your resources to, you know, in some fashion. So those guys give us the ability to go after the safety in the first round or the you know, inside linebacker in the first round because, because we, you know, we can go to war with Preston Smith and you know, Trent Murphy you know, without a doubt, especially if we can get a, a, you know, a transcendent athlete in the first and second round to play on our defense. Not to mention, I do think we'll be able to pick off a guy or two taking Deshaun Jackson's money and spending it on 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 somebody. You're going to need some experience as well. You, yeah, you can't all it can't all be draft picks. You're going to have to pick up some somebody who's got who adds a little something. bit of veteran. You know, yeah, it's not going to be. It might not be the high tier guy. Might not be right, but you're right. We need do those we need guys. Some meaner. We have solid pro leadership that will be here for a while between Norman and Kerrigan that are locked up contract-wise. I do value, you know, getting a guy, you know, not an end-of-the-bench guy, but, you know, a middle-of-the-bench guy who oh, yeah. is who's a, who's a disaster in practice when, in terms of intensity, you know, just bringing it on a constant, on a constant basis and, and puts it, you know, brings the middle of the team up. There's been a lot of talk about that, that, that there is no 
outside of maybe Norman, there you know. A lot Hold of on, nice Norman guys. and Garcon going up against each other. Practices as intense as any matchup no, in the league. Is it other than have Norman, to keep Garcon? There isn't anybody man. else on the defense that you would say. You know what? He just would come up and smack you right in the face just because he wanted to. They're, they're, not that well, that's. Whitner the right want, thing to do, but you to, know what I mean. You just can't guard him when he runs by you. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't have that nasty, right, right. you know, yeah. guy who can set a tone, who who can who can say, "This is the way." The we're Thomas do Davis it. Is, that I know. watch go from sideline to yep. sideline and maul people. Yeah, yeah. still getting Some it done. Teams that'll take a 15-yard penalty for a guy. There is no nastiness to our defense. There isn't. There's just no. Well, that's because they don't throw near Josh Norman. Yeah, and T and smartly. That's uh, that's one way of saying. Something you could say a million ways about our defense. It's not and, uh, the lack of nastiness is is the same as the lack of everything else that we know our defense is obviously lacking that shows up you know in front of our eyes on every play. Um, that's that's but what when, you got. Those are the holes McLovin you got. When McLovin says I want free a football player, Joe Barry, free Joe Barry. When McLovin says I want a football player, that that yeah. is a part of Without being a, a football player. Yes. A guy that's just going to go out there and. Yep, I'm with you, know. man. I think Joe Barry's playing whack-a-mole with the, with, with, the, with the options he has on, on second long and third long. He's trying to hide so not for, much. Not for or against. There's it, a reason just, why we're the worst third happen. and long damn team it's maybe in happen. the history of our freaking. Not for or against it. It's going to happen. I, I, I got no problem with Joe Barry in this case. I think you know, any one of us could be the defensive coordinator and get similar results. Um, just because it's it's just. I think if any of us were the defense quarter right now, we'd also be losing our job. I don't, I don't care well, if your name's Joe Bear. I think no, the I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I think the, I, th- I think he's got take think, his name I think off. The guys love his ass. I think yeah, the guys maybe. are down with him. I think they're uh, he's on their level. So the guys like Baker aren't afraid to call him out when he tries to do some dumb shit. But I know what he's saying to Baker. I'm pulling every straw. I'm yeah. doing everything I can to try and patchwork this thing together. And look, yeah. I've been on the sidelines when I first started coaching high school football going, oh my gosh, this kid doesn't, he doesn't even know how to get into a stance, but we got to put him in because the guy got hurt and blah, blah. I think he's doing that on that level. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's being judged by the final result, but really that's all they judge by <laughs> at that level. It's the NFL. So I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm just. Gonna, I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I feel I, bad I, saying this about around the holidays about a guy and his family. I, think, I, I, think, I don't I think he's. In a, I think he's back he's next year. I think he's okay. back. I just don't I think, think he's, he's the kind of coach whose name you call for because we uh, because of what we know he has. I think you can on You can. We can all agree that the likely outcome is that he's gone as defensive coordinator just because of what we've done this year on defense. But he. Uh, is, how about just on a marketing. Basis. He's that's gone. fine. That's fine. People don't want that's to have fine, these, but, but he, they don't want fans bitching about Joe Barry for the next five months before the next OTA. I think he's, he's beloved be by gone. so many of his. I don't think we need to worry about employees and and, and not by the fan guys base. he coached. Yeah, but we have the worst fan base in the world. He's not going to get run out of town. We're not running him out of town. Five years ago, when Ken was talking about how miserable it was, we're not going to run him out of town. It's the same venom now with a way better team. I'm sorry, I'm not part. I'm embarrassed about a large portion of our fan base because I get it, the lost generation and all this and blah, blah, blah. I, I have n- but, man, do we just lose our mind and yeah. panic at, on a weekly basis. I have basis. no emotion on it. embarrassing. The best I fans don't. in the world were at RFK. I'm just looking at it from we, a We business. were the most proud. I think We were gone. the smartest. We I think he's gone, too. But and, and, and now we're just, we're soft. We, we, everything that's happening on yeah. Twitter and in the world is happening to our fan base, but at a more rapid pace. We just lose it on a weekly basis, and the sky's falling. And cut this guy, fire this guy, get yeah. rid of him. No one's looking at salary cap implications. Or no one's looking at the opponent or the fact that this is football, and that's not fair. It's just like life. It ain't fair. Would Joe Barry do be doing a lot better with better talent? Yes. 
Yeah. So, you know? so I, 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 what's I can speak from uh, the, the average fan. I, mean, I think you guys oh, yeah, have the more fan. insight than, uh, than the rest of us. But if I can speak for everyone listening here. Can speak uh, for everyone, you know, Joe. It's, 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 it's so, not our fault that we have these reactions uh, to the names, to the coaches, everything else. Dan Snyder, for 20 years now, has just paraded everything in front of us as, as, the, as the second coming of Joe Gibbs, the second coming of Art Monk, it's the second coming of John Riggins. He is, he's paraded nothing but just showpieces to the fans, and he's used it to leverage every dollar and cent he can out of fans, not just for tickets, uh, not just for merchandise, but for the ads he sells in the stadium, the ads that right. he plays in the stadium. But so it's, it's not the I've fans' taken that fault. Out. I've taken I, that out. That, but that's fine. But I'm you're, not you're giving talk, him anything. But you're talking to the rest of us who – you know who just no, but you don't have to go. But what a, what a, you don't have you know, to give him a dollar is what I'm saying. And it's it's you know for for me it's uh, uh you know I, I don't blame myself for having that reaction. I blame Dan Snyder and his marketing team who've done nothing but but hype me right, up. Well, hold on, and Joe. Build I, think this team I, I know exactly me. what you're saying, and I agree with you. But I'm separating church and state here. Daniel Snyder has nothing to do with my fanship of the Redskins. You're right. No, 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 one's, no one's disagreeing with you. But that's no also why I'm going with to a game I'm saying in, in, in the, seven years. In, in the game of the sure. in, in the game, I, I agree. In the game called the NFL, that discussion is going going to take place. We cannot keep Joe Barry because there's no way people are going to buy tickets unless they have some sort of hope that something better is coming. So if he gets fired from a marketing standpoint. I think that's atrocious. I think that's atrocious. I think that there's you can if always our fan base is dictating our D coordinator. Then I'm rooting yeah. for the wrong. Look at the league. It's, so, it's a small part. I'm his, just saying his, that's the game of the NFL. But, I just think but, in reality he's gone. I'm not. I think in reality he's probably. I'm not gone. saying he should or shouldn't. I'm not disagreeing with you. But at it will all, be Kevin. a football decision if he's gone. It will we're be on a the same decision. page of what he's done. It'll be a football we're just, decision. We're just see what's going to happen. It'll be a we're, cold, we're, hard we're, reality. We're actually weirdly in agreement here. Yeah. I mean, it's like it, it is a results-based uh, right. business. Um, you know, in his year interview, they're going to show him what he did on third downs, you know, what happened to get in the run. Ew. And it, and it won't be fair. And it won't be fair because I, he'll be like, this is who I, I had be, that day. And it won't be fair, but that'll be the way the, that's the way the NFL works. And that's okay, but Joe Barry is not a coach. We're running out of town. I refuse to run him out of town. Something tells me that every single year, the team who is last in third down conversion, you know, defended, is in the conversation, if not fired. I reserve the right uh, to run a coach. I haven't down. done that. I haven't run the numbers. There are two safeties. <laughs> that's if, a if huge guess. The two safeties guess. on those teams were on the side of the road guess. last year, and now in the NFL this I'm year. I'm just saying, starting, it's a huge guess. That's a, that's They're a big deal. They're in the conversation that, for a, being I fired. Mean, that exists. It's probably a, every year. Sure. Well, but if we're hoping that he can, huge statistic. I mean, that's that's huge. That's, that's making vodka lemonade out of lemons. To ask yeah. him <laughs> to get that defense straightened away. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like you, doing Joe, a lemon I've had juice a lot of good vodka lemonade right into you. your blood. Vodka lemonades are so delicious. I've had a lot of good ones from you. I think <sighs> you should be defense coordinator. Oh man. I love that argument too. I could do a block. I could. Why don't we throw the ball That's deep? Just I don't know. We didn't throw the ball deep because John Gruden explicitly Look. pointed out their safety was playing at 21, 22 yards of depth. I'm a former quarterback. We'll throw deep. I, I will we'll never, throw deep. I'll never sit here and, and pretend like I know more about defense than Joe Barry. I don't. I, right. I have no idea. You could. You might. I'm just saying the tides of what I hear and what I see. The 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 nature of the NFL is that's what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For good or for bad, it's what's going to happen. Yep. I don't I, know if Wade probably true. is available or not, but... We're just reality-embracing. We're a reality-embracing like show. Can you imagine how giddy we'd all be if they bring somebody in? We're gonna bring, no, we're, I'm not. I want to keep them. I want to keep everything right. I like what's going on. We're moving in the right direction. I'm a continuity guy. We haven't had it in so long. When we did have it, we were great. Now we didn't, and we, we suck. I love that argument, too. 
Uh, that's why I said I'm not. I'm not. I'm not emotional about this at all. You know, it I is what it is. It's fully recognize that strong chance that he's still our defensive coordinator next season. That, and he, I would fully recognize the strong chance that he may not. Be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I understand why. I think we're all on the same page on the reason. Hey, this is like the holiday. I know, we're but it, it's different. Right. I think we're all oh, on the same green. page here. I'm gonna stir, we all want to fight so the, bad. Uh, fa- fa- fast, forward, fast forward to the headline that says, Dan Snyder forces, the, yeah. forces, forces McLovin to fire somebody. Tomorrow. Forces, I want butts. <laughs> it's definitely going to be Dante Whitner. Yeah, well, he's, there's a lot of people who are definitely going to be caught. Look, it's it's there's got to be something. Those receivers are wide open all day yesterday. There's got to be something to the scheme as well, right? Look, as yeah. dreary as yesterday yes, was. Yes, but when we have to try and overcompensate for one thing, like you said earlier, yep. when Dante Whitner gets caught up in a quarter You want to put more pressure Ginn on Dante Jr., Whitner? Yeah. Ted Ginn Jr. is going to win 97% of the time unless he drops the ball or it's overthrown. He's still looking look, for Ted look, Ginn right now. Like the adjustment you make is you get more, you get more pressure on Cam Newton. You put more pressure on Cam Newton, the more pressure you're putting on your defensive backs. You want to put more pressure on Whitner? Really? You want him to be one-on-one with somebody? Uh-uh. No. I wouldn't want to either. Yeah, that's, that's, not, that's not a great that's situation to be in. Fumble, fumble yeah. on every first down. I know. Yeah. I, uh, it's not because our D coordinator is an idiot, but hey, he might not be the greatest. I don't know. This could be our first annual Joe Barry. Hope you're back next year. Show. How many years will this show go? How many years could this I will show go? The welcome back Cotter theme. <laughs> if he comes back. The best tackle of the night last night yeah. was definitely Kurt Cousins on the cheerleader. Right. Mm. I missed it. Yeah, mm. she almost hit her head. If she had hit her head, that would have been a bad scene. That looked really dangerous. I'm, I'm glad it worked out. Pom pom. Well. Was it JJ, who was the cheerleader of the night? I know this because I was at the game. Uh, wow. Early on. That was a her clean, story's that was great. A clean hit, by the way. That should not have been I hope it wasn't her. Her story may be great, but there's a cheerleader out. <laughs> that should not have been a flag. the western portion of the universe. That should not have been a flag. That was a different, by the way. Yeah. There should have been a flag hit. on the uh, Oakland San Diego game. That, yeah. That cheerleader should have thrown it yeah. herself. Is there such a thing as a citizen's arrest flag? Yes, there should be. Yes, yeah, well, uh, yeah, there should be. Really did not think you'd bring this the guy. Up. The yeah. guy filming it just reminded me of the guy that, that that would film the alligator dude, you know, from like down at the bottom of the of the swamp, and he's up in a tree saying there's gators everywhere. Like, at what point when you're filming something like that do you not go, you know what? I, I think I should put this down. Yeah, but in know. those ones, lives are in danger. No, in this one, there was a pair of dockers so. in danger. Yeah, that's the only difference. Well, those dockers ever really in danger? They were waterproof. They might have been Duluth statement. Trading Company. <laughs> they have then, a whole commercial. At that point, and we stop right there. At that point, there was a there was a swamp snake in danger. With the Duluth, he's like a guy rubbing one out on the sidelines it, in regular pants. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, it just that looks terrible. That looks wrong. Then all of a sudden, it's like. A guy rubbing one out in Duluth Trading Company pants. And it's like, okay. It's a beauty. <laughs> Just didn't feel right. We, um, I'm going to buy those pants. Those are, the, those are pants we should all want to buy. Good and Lord. also a great marketing campaign. Yeah. Patent pending. You Pet find pending. the guy that didn't get caught. Get those pants. Yeah, right? Seriously. Is it FedEx and we bring it right night? back here to the Redskins. Yes. All the way back to the Redskins. Hell we stop it right to there. The Redskins. Still alive. Still alive. Need Hill to victory. beat the Bears on Christmas Eve. Need to beat the Bears on Christmas Eve. Need to get a little help from Dallas this week against yeah, a little help the Detroit Lions. That, that's a two-way go for us. That's a two-way go for us. 
that's a two-way go because if Detroit catches another L, then the, the loser of the Green Bay-Detroit game Out. in Week 17 is automatically behind us if we win two. If we win two. That's the big game that we're rooting for. Once I, I've, I've said it once, I'll say it again. I am rooting for Detroit to lose, not Dallas to win. You just root for Detroit to lose, and it feels way better when you're looking at that Absolutely. on the television. You heard it here first. But Tampa's Tony got, Romo Tampa's wins. Got to is, go the, down. is the game-winning oh, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys? Romo up in the holidays. <laughs> There's no just saying. like Romo <laughs> or the holidays tea. Merry Christmas tea. I think be. you have visions of Romo dancing in your head. Nope. Really this do. is all alleged Romo eroticism. All Romo. alleged. I think you saw Romo kissing Santa Claus. I actually, th- I think I said before the show started, we're not, don't, stop. Don't bring it up. Yeah. I didn't. Said, no, I specifically did. said no Romo. I didn't bring I it up. Specifically said no Romo. You guys Both talked about the, the Dallas game. I have to tell you, I'm not going to no Romo. My honesty is my downfall, clearly. No Romo. Because I'm telling you right now, I think it's going to be in that game in a time when it won't matter for them, but does matter for great. us. That's just great. Awesome. It is just great. Wonderful. Can we just talk about the Redskins and hope they win? Because that's, well, that's all that matters. Well, it's we not, but it's hope, not. Unfortunately for us, they win unfortunately for us, meaningful game this from, weekend. from a mathematical standpoint, Eve. we actually What else do, could you ask for? We've got to have Dallas beat you told the me to I mean, the NFL's really got us drinking at 1 o'clock on Saturday on Christmas Eve. I mean, there's going to be so many problems here. Were what you are not going to be drinking at 1 o'clock on Saturday? Christmas Eve mass just got a lot longer. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but you know what? <sighs> just bust out a big old goblet of eggnog. I'm sure we'll all be fine, boys. There will be eggnog at this podcast next week. There will be eggnog here. That's a promise. From the production team. That's gross. From the production team. Okay. That's not gross. Are you kidding me? Is this where we say Merry Christmas, guys? I think this is where we say Merry Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, guys. Hey, Merry Christmas, Merry guys. Christmas, guys. Merry Christmas, guys. Hey, you know, at this point, I think you're supposed to say, we're supposed to focus on the things that we are thankful for. You know? Redskins that was Thanksgiving. Wise, we have Jamison Crowder. You know? This is going Merry to the Pro Christmas. Bowl. No, it's a, well, I'm giving, we're giving a gift. Yeah. He is going to the Pro Bowl. Their gift to us as the Redskins and we're the fans is give us a win. Well, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. All we ask for for Christmas is a win. At Christmas time, you're supposed to focus on the important stuff. And that's what kind of bothered me all day today about we just got, I mean, uh, I can't flush the toilet enough to get Stephen A. Smith down it. He just keeps reappearing. It's it's ridiculous. I don't have enough middle fingers for him. But that's what I was listening to today. And the converse of that is at this time of year, you look around and you go, you know what? This is what we got. Our team's in the mix. Yep. I'm hanging out with you guys doing a podcast yep. in a very mild-temperature basement. Yes. Kevin's uh, hair looks fantastic tonight. Joe Marangolo is sitting across the poker table from me. And, uh, hey, man, alive. hey, let's call a spade a spade. This guy just uh, put cancer in a headlock, wrestled him out in yes, the back, did. right yeah, behind right, the woodshed. Right behind my woodshed. And said, uh, you know what? I got a podcast to do here. Yeah, yeah. the Bears yeah, talking about some and, uh, Redskins. I'm not having anything to do with that. Hey, man, awesome! Congratulations. That's the type of stuff that I think about at Christmas. And uh, great for your family. Amazing for you. You did it, and a million people. And I know everyone listening to this podcast tonight. All eight billion of you have yeah. a person in your family or one Thank of your you. friends. Yeah. Come on, man. No, hey, eight hey billion. the microphone's yours. Thank you, buddy. Because uh, what a great, unbelievable story. Absolutely. And, and we're very honored. I'm very honored to be sitting here doing a podcast with you tonight. Yeah. 
Well, that's overwhelming, man. Uh, thank you very much, Kevin. I appreciate it. Uh, but uh, you know, it's uh, hey, you a lot did of, it, brother. A lot of people out there fighting hard and uh, uh, even even harder than I did. But um, it's uh, it's just good to still be here and uh, and and seeing that fantastic hair of yours. Man, thank you. And uh, <laughs> no if I can just inspire me to, to drink some eggnog with you tonight. So if uh, I can just echo it. that, the honor is all Kevin's. <laughs> it's all Kevin's. But we do appreciate you being here, obviously. Yeah, here, here, man. Here, here to here, that. Here. Yeah. Cheers. Here, here. You guys don't see it. We're all we all got our scotch in our hands here. Oh man, deservedly so. Merry Christmas to Merry all. Christmas. We're back next week, ahead of a meaningful home season home finale to the season against the New York Giants on New Year's Day for Tim Strachan. Merry Merry. Real deal, Peach Witty. Happy Mary. Joe, young Joseph, that he is. Happy Festivus. Happy Festivus to the rest of us. Ke- he's Kevin Ricca. I'm an artist guy. Merry Christmas, baby. I'm Ken Marigold, and this was <laughs> The Audible. <laughs>